E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Each year, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And in 2020, COVID-19 contributed to a 17% increase in Alzheimer's and dementia deaths. It kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2022, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $321 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. That's where you come in. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is an annual effort to raise awareness, defray costs, and and increase research funding of this deadly disease. Get involved by starting a walk team today. It's free and just might save a life. Find out more at alz.org. That's alz.org. Episode 302 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is entitled Reddit Therapy. Now, the internet has many dark holes and corners where we share our opinions that no one asked for. We get feedback from people we've never met. And one of those rabbit holes is called Reddit. It is the perfect place for us to take an adventure to every once and again, especially when it comes to all things weddings and events. So today, I wanted to share some of the wedding planning drama that I've come across on Reddit as I prepare for the 2023 wedding season. I start this Saturday. That's two days away. So what better way to sharpen the tools than to do some problem solving? And of course... I continue to be grateful for E2i Design as the sponsor of this podcast. Josh Holowicki and his company, his team are the best at sound and lighting design for any size application. Check them out on social media at E2i Design or their website, E2iDesign.com. Episode 302, Reddit Therapy. The Motor City HDJ podcast starts right now. Well, here we are. January's over. It is February now. 2023 is rolling right along. Motor City, it's your DJ, Brett Cummins. And I am still here after the heartbreak of watching our Detroit Lions miss the playoffs again. Despite a winning record, though, hey, we're making moves. We're biting kneecaps. Dan Campbell's doing what he said he was going to do. So hopefully next year the Lions can sneak in. Uh, it was just so exciting to watch them. Uh, as I record this, of course, uh, last this past Sunday, yeah, this past weekend, we watched Philly and Kansas City. They dominated their respective games, so I think I'm going to have to root for Philly again. Buffalo was my number one. I was rooting for them all season long to win the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, they got knocked out, but Philly, hey, they've been powerhouses all season. They deserve another ring. With that, it's been a few weeks since I talked to you, and uh, like I said, here we are. My season, I kind of teased it here just a moment ago. I get started this Saturday, February 4th, and uh, for this season, I'm I'm just so thrilled. I, I'm, I'm headed back to some very familiar venues. In, fa <laughs> in fact, my friends at the Lake House in Ludington, uh, they will actually see me so far five times this year. I'm going to be spending a lot of time with them this year, so I'm thrilled about that. Uh, but I'm even more excited about the few new venues that I have lined up for 2023. The short list so far of the people that have um, booked me for this year. Uh, in Michigan, I'm going to be playing the Golden Globe Ballroom in Saginaw, Barn on the Ridge in New Lothrop, 
Golden Hawk Golf Club in Casco, Barn 1888 in Hopkins, Leona Road in Grand Rapids, Gull Lake Country Club in Richland, Innisfree Farm in Pullman, Fenton Winery and Brewery in Fenton, and then Crystal Occasions in Clio. I am going to go past the border of Michigan into Ohio for one event this year at Scarlet Oaks Estate in Findlay, but I am super excited to finally be road tripping to Hendersonville, North Carolina this fall. It will be the furthest that I and Motor City HDJ have ever gone to play a wedding in the 24 years that I've been doing this. So I'm super thrilled about that one. My buddy John and his fiance are going to be getting married there in North Carolina. And what's so special about it is that he actually stood up in our wedding 13 years ago. So when he said, hey, I would love for you to be a part of this big day, absolutely 100%, without a doubt. Uh, I, uh, you know, Yeah, tell me where and when and I'll be there. So I'm looking forward to that wedding in North Carolina. Regarding bookings, well, here's the deal. You're excited to get married, and I'm excited to meet with you. In January, four new couples have said yes to me in Motor City HDJ um, since the beginning of 2023. So you'll notice that if you're an existing client, if you've been with me for a minute and we're waiting to have your party, you'll notice that my emails have gotten a little more inviting from a housekeeping standpoint. I reformatted my reminder emails to be just a little more modern and honestly, less to read. Uh, you know, we get too many emails is the deal. So if you've got to read an email, why not make it a little bit more pleasing to the eye? So I wanted to make sure that I was making use of your time, keeping you informed all while, you know, maybe a couple little touches there. So hopefully you've noticed that. The final update is a pretty cool one. Uh, last year, I made the lofty goal of trying to record an episode of this podcast every other week. And like all New Year's resolutions, I started strong and quickly fizzled out within the first seven days. So I'll just be candid and tell you that even being, a, you know, a one-man operation, the process of doing this show is super involved. You know, writing the content, finding guests, recording, editing, it's a lot of work. I'm not complaining one bit. I really do love every aspect of this medium because it's a great way to extend my reach. People love listening to on-demand content. And as far as I know... As of this moment, I, I've checked it out. I really can't find anybody else, but I believe I'm one of the only DJs in Metro Detroit doing this. So if you find other companies, groups, DJs out there that are doing this podcast thing, let me know. I'd love to check out their stuff and see how I can improve this show. So for 2023, I've already lined up some amazing people to introduce you to, and I will welcome back other people that you've heard from before on this show. And what I'm going to do is sprinkle those interviews in throughout the year and then keep you updated in between with my thoughts on topics that just happen to find me. So everyone you're going to hear from is a friend of Motor City HDJ and this podcast, and I cannot wait for you to hear from uh, folks like floral designers, event coordinators, catering geniuses, even past clients. I'm going to bring them into the mix as well. So it's going to be a great year for this podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Rate this show to let me know how I'm doing, and please, 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 I invite your feedback to tell me like it is, what can I improve, what am I doing right, uh, all those uh, sorts of things. All right, here comes the meat and potatoes of this episode. If you've never heard of Reddit, you are missing out on a great time. It is the internet's black hole of literally any topic that you can think of. Basically, in a nutshell, you can search for any type of information categorized into what's called subreddits or uh, communities, and users of Reddit 
People that use the software are called Redditors, Redditors, right? And it's the perfect place for anyone that likes to troll other people. If that's your jam, go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. There's plenty of places to do it. But it's also a haven for people like me hunting for the perfect content for this podcast. So I happen to follow a few wedding and event focused Reddit communities. They all start with an R and then a forward slash. So for example, uh, R forward slash wedding, and that just the R signifies the community. So the wedding uh, community, wedding drama, wedding planning, and my favorite, wedding shaming. So today, I thought maybe we'll spend some time in the wedding drama category because uh, we've got a lot of drama in our society these days. So it's good to step back from time to time and assess how we can handle hairy situations, maybe look at different solutions to these problems. As you're planning your wedding, you may be experiencing one of these issues that we're going to uh, discuss. So if you feel like you're dealing with the drama, today's episode might actually bring you a little clarity on how to handle things. So I've got a handful of these wedding drama issues that I think you'll enjoy. What I'm going to do is I will read the entry that was submitted to the Reddit community and then offer my take on the situation, provide my thoughts and solution that I feel would work best. So we're going to start pretty mild and then work our way up to the craziness. And in the interest of time, I've edited the original entries to get to the point of um, each one of these uh, uh, drama issues. Okay, away we go. Here's uh, the first one. It's from a user that was left off of the guest list for the wedding. And her entry reads, One of my boyfriend's best friends from college is getting married in the spring. My boyfriend got the invitation yesterday and I was not invited. And he didn't receive a plus one. My boyfriend and I are very serious. We've been together for over a year and we've spent time with this couple on several occasions. This is now the second wedding of one of his close college friends I haven't been invited to. I know people try to keep headcount down for costs and I know it's probably not personal, but I can't help but feel hurt and excluded. It just feels rude and awkward. It's also annoying because I'm going to have to invite these men's wives to our wedding. I just wanted to vent. Uh, yeah, th this is a tough situation. It, I, I really can't sympathize because I'm not, <laughs> if I'm being completely candid, I'm not really invited to many weddings these days except for family weddings only because I'm playing the wedding. So I, I get it uh, as far as the, in the invitation part and feeling left out. One of the most difficult things in wedding planning, though, is crafting the guest list. The reality is that no one has to invite a guest to their wedding simply because they're connected to someone that the couple might know. You know, uh, most couples, in fact, and I encourage people when it comes to narrowing down the guest list, this is something a coordinator would probably have a better solution for. But my idea is to create just a parameter and ensure that the list doesn't get out of control that way. So, for instance, this couple could have limited their guests maybe to just married couples. and. Yeah, it is awkward, but it is completely normal. And in this case, for this story, this situation, I would say this person is just going to have to let it go. So if you are the couple right now that's listening to this, you hear this and say, yeah, the guest list is going to get out of control. How do we narrow it down? Uh, uh, and this is just one man's opinion, one person's opinion. I, I truly feel like a wedding coordinator or uh, an event planner might have a better solution. But Right at the top, I would say create a parameter you know, to narrow down who is going to come to the wedding, uh, you know, based on those conditions. So, yeah, uh, it, it is normal. It's awkward when people can't come. We're just going to have to let it go, though, unfortunately. 
So, all right. Next story, next situation goes like this. So I'm struggling, LOL. I have a friend who I truly do love and feel close to. We don't hang out unless our group of friends gets together, but I am not asking her to be in my bridal party. My bridal party is already 10 people. She's been asking people in our friend group if she's going to be in my wedding. She even sat me down at a party once and said that she doesn't know what my plans are for my bridal party, but she just wanted me to know that she would love to be a bridesmaid. Then she proceeded to say that if she wasn't a bridesmaid, maybe a flower girl could work. I love her and I have a great friendship with her, but I really had no plans on asking her just because the people that I've already asked, I'm closer with. I'm truly struggling because I don't want to hurt her feelings. Any suggestions? Well, me personally, I would put this one as well into the build a bridge and get over it category. Plus, it's a little much, uh, really, when you try to force yourself into someone else's wedding. It's like inviting yourself to a party that you weren't invited to or inviting yourself to a wedding that you weren't invited to. I can't tell you how many of my friends' weddings I haven't stood in. And that's okay. I couldn't care less. I understand that it's different for different people. But, you know, the reason I really couldn't care less is partly because they wanted to hire me <laughs> to play their event. Like I just said a moment ago, the reason I don't get invited to weddings or stand up in weddings is because I'm working the wedding. But, you know, still, that's my situation. Yeah. Um, you know, really, a couple can't possibly make every one of their friends happy. So just be honored that you even get to call a couple of your friends. If I'm speaking to you, if this is your situation, um, you know, I, I would softly deliver that message to that person. Hey, uh, you know, we've already chosen the wedding party. We were just honored that you could be there in the first place. Um, if they keep it up, you know, they may not get invited to the wedding like in, in story number one. The biggest thing here, the, the suggestion I would have for this person is don't be rude by trying to weasel your way into a wedding party. There are reasons that we choose the people that we've chosen to stand up and represent us. So kind of a, a very passive aggressive situation there, the way that she delivered that message. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I would say uh, to that one for sure. All right. This next bride, this is the next story here. My fiance and I have been engaged for about three years, and it's finally time to plan a wedding, or so I thought. After discussing what my dream wedding looks like versus his idea, which is non-existent, we have two different views. I always knew he wanted something small, and I agreed right away. I'm more of an introvert and hate all the attention on me anyway, so 50 people or under was fine with me. I imagined a small ceremony site at a venue that doubled as a reception hall, adding a little music, food, and cake, and that's it. We're saving for a house and want to have kids immediately, so money is tight. I don't want to go into debt over a wedding, and my fiancé believes that love is all you need. The courthouse is enough to him. He doesn't understand why I want all the aesthetics and really makes me feel bad for wanting a wedding. I would really like to understand what's going on in his head. I love him so much and don't want to break an engagement over this, but I also feel I have to stick up for myself. Wow. Uh, well, this one definitely fits the wedding drama category, but uh, for a much more personal reason. And mm, I'll just say, you know, the best thing that we can do for someone that doesn't agree with something we believe is to talk it out. And that may be the eternal optimist in me, but I am sure that the you know this couple, these two people have had many conversations about the situation already. And I'm telling you that one more conversation won't hurt. I firmly believe 
that any issue can be solved by talking through it. Uh, if you are this couple right now and the two of you don't agree on certain things wedding related or the wedding at all, one more conversation can't hurt. I'm not a therapist or a counselor, but I would say maybe you need to seek counseling in that in that regard. If you believe that you're meant to be together, if if this is your person, if you're supposed to get married, you can talk it out. There is no problem too big that you can't talk it out. In this case, personally, looking at the situation, I would actually take the side of our bride. Um, I, I got into this business first because I believe that it's important to celebrate your love no matter how big or small the party. Any size celebration is better than no celebration at all. A wedding is the most joyous occasion in a person's life, second only to the birth of a child. At the very least, a ceremony proclaims to the world in front of people that you care about or that care about you, that you love each other enough and that you commit yourselves to each other for the rest of your life. So, you know, again, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, but, you know, we're kind of talking through some of these issues. If this is you, I'll say it again. If you are this couple right now that are having issues deciding, you know, what to do wedding related, whether or not to have the party, how big the party needs to be. If there's anything that you have dissension on, there's no problem seeking counseling, um, you know, going to a, a marriage counselor, even a newlywed counselor, uh, somebody that can talk you through the issues, work you through the problems, and hopefully get the two of you to be on the same page at the end of the day. All right. Those first few stories, uh, pretty mild. Uh, I'm going to tell you that these next handful of stories, they're basically like watching a car accident. You hope no one got hurt, but you can't look away. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride on these next few stories. Uh, I'm just going to warn you right now that they are a little longer because there is so much drama surrounding them. And I've done my best to, uh, to obviously truncate them and cut them down to a reasonable length. So bear with me. I'm going to uh, you know, make my way through it here. The, the headline on this first one, right? So when you post to Reddit, you can actually post a headline so that people can kind of grab uh, the attention of that. The headline on this one reads, my fiance and I are not allowed to get married within the same year as my future sister-in-law. All right. So... Usah, deep breath, and away we go. My significant other and I have been together for six years. We got engaged at the end of 2022, and his brother also got engaged last year, but a few months before us. They are a couple of years older than us, but we've been together for the same amount of time as them. When I was first dating my now fiancé, my future sister-in-law didn't like me. She was annoyed that I was dating him. When my fiancé's brother got engaged, we were happy for them, but had this feeling that his girlfriend would get crazy about it. They invited us over two weeks after they got engaged to ask my fiancé to be a groomsman. That's when she asked when we would be getting engaged or married. So my fiancé, he said by the end of the year, to which she said, just make sure it isn't within six months of us. She laughed like it was a joke, but she wasn't joking. Every family event we attended from that point on was about her and the latest thing she had booked for their wedding. She even talked about it at a close family member's funeral. We got engaged five months after them, a month before her required amount of time, and she was ticked. My fiancé called only his brother and his parents to announce the engagement while my future sister-in-law was at work. That way she wouldn't be a part of it. She called him five times the night we got engaged and he ignored her. 
She then sent me messages after messages after messages asking for details. When we planned on getting married, she sent me a photo of my ring and how long he's been planning this engagement. I also ignored her. I knew a family member's birthday was coming up, so we couldn't avoid her anymore. I was making drinks for everyone at the party when she cornered me. She didn't congratulate us, but went straight in with the questions. She asked me when we plan on getting married, and I told her sometime toward the end of this year. Their wedding is planned for June, so I was thinking maybe September. She then asked, why are you wanting to get married so fast? Are you pregnant? I was shocked by her question and confused about how a nine-month wait to get married would be fast or problematic if I were to be pregnant. She then asked how we're affording to pay for the wedding, and I told her that my parents are helping. She dared to ask how much money they were giving us, so I said enough, which was a double entendre because I was done with the conversation. That's barely touching the number of questions she asked me that day, but it's all a blur. I'm trying not to let her ruin my excitement for our future wedding with my fiancé. Wowzer. There is a ton to unpack here. And again, I'm no counselor, but common sense is going to guide my thoughts on this one. I'm going to give my honest assessment first. I will say that the future sister-in-law needs to know exactly zero details about what our bride is planning here. It is none of her business. I don't want to make any assumptions, but just in case this girl goes crazy, what I would say if, if this is the bride planning this event, if I'm speaking to you uh, and you're experiencing this right now, I would reach out to your vendors that you've chosen and arrange some sort of password or secret code that you can use if you need to make changes or cancel a service. Um, I say that because we are living in a crazy time. You never know what people are capable of until they take action. So it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, I would say as well, maybe uh, kind of uh, on top of that element, you could also stipulate to your vendors that nothing happens unless you meet with them in person because you can't get around that. There's no way you can impersonate someone you know, obviously, if you've already met with the vendor before, um, that would be the safest way to do that. So, whew, wow, that's a lot. But on the opposite end of that, my devilish response is a bit of a deceptive one. It includes some deception. Please forgive me for this. But if you choose to go this route, it could be time consuming. And if you want to take this whole process a step further, you could do one of a couple things. The first thing you could do is create a second notebook or planner with fake details. It's one of the oldest tricks to throw someone off the scent, but if you stick to it, it's guaranteed to work. The, the second variation to this, and this is where it's difficult because I know in this case, this bride is, is trying to avoid the sister-in-law, the future sister-in-law at all costs. But if you do have to have contact with this person, you could share made up privileged information with her. Make her think that she is the only person that you're telling these things to. So like a typical Hollywood reversal, when you show up or you do whatever, you know, she thinks you've done this thing when really you've stuck to your original plan. 
Um, man, if you are this person dealing with an unreasonable family member, future family member, somebody that just wants in to take control of your big day, to tell you what to do, stick your foot down. Do not, I repeat, do not let them weasel their way in and make plans for you on your behalf. Anything. Put safeguards in place. Prevent people like this from getting involved in the process. And I know it's going to be tough to do in this situation with this person because this is a future in-law. So you're really, really, you're, you're tiptoeing. It's a very slippery slope. But for sure, don't be afraid to stick up for yourself and take action where you need to. Uh, yeah, in, in this case, you know, whatever the honest, <laughs> the honest route is fine. The devilish uh, deceptive way, not ideal, but you know, you, you have to do what you have to do to make sure that one person doesn't ruin the whole experience for you and your future wedding with your fiance. And that is probably the craziest wedding story I've ever heard. I, I truly hope that is not happening to any of my brides and grooms. And if it is, my goodness, I'm sending you all the juju in the world. Hopefully, hopefully you're not going through that. So craziness all around. I'm actually going to fast forward to the last story. Just looking at my time here, I'm going to try and keep this one to a 30 minute episode. So here's the last story. My sister got engaged last May. At the end of December, she informed us she's getting married in Mexico the first week of April. That gives us just about two months to plan. The wedding will be at an all-inclusive resort. And because the wedding is scheduled to take place during spring break, the prices are astronomical for flights and hotels. I was honest with her and said I needed some time to think about this more and that ultimately it would come down to finances, notice, and work schedules. The truth is we cannot afford this trip. We're now estimating it in the four to $6,000 range for a four to five day excursion. Two of those days are travel days. I'm getting pressure from other family members that I have to be there. And of course, she said it wouldn't be the same without you. I feel like either way, I will suffer with debt by going to the wedding or live with guilt from not attending. At the end of the day, I know her request, just two months notice, is unreasonable. She doesn't seem to think so. Still, I feel this duty to forego my own needs and those of my partner even putting strain on a relationship just to suck it up and go because I'll regret it if I don't. What would you do? Well, what we have here is a textbook catch-22. Do you spend the money, live in debt, or deal with the fear of missing out? Now, I can speak for everyone listening by saying that putting a strain on your relationship and accruing debt just to participate in a destination wedding, that's nuts, okay? Having said that, I feel that if you're questioning whether or not you should do something, don't do it. Your finances and your relationships are worth more than tacking on bills for a forced vacation. It's really... It, it's unreasonable for your sister to expect everyone to fly out of the country on such short notice. You know, it, unless she's willing to pay for everyone to be there, what she's requesting is pretty inconsiderate. Now, personally, I've never been a fan of destination weddings as people talk about them. I've always felt that destination weddings are a bit selfish unless there's something significant about the location where the wedding will be held. If it's just, you know, really special to the bride and groom to have the wedding there, maybe they should just honeymoon there instead, right? 
Now, as I said, trying to drag loved ones thousands of miles away and then expect them to make a vacation out of it really is unreasonable and inconsiderate. Now, here's the catch-22 part. As I've gotten older, I've started to believe that life should be more about experiences than stuff. Money can always be earned, and while it may be tight on bills for a while, we only get one shot at making those memories in this life. As far as the relationship, the strain on the relationship with the partner, that's the tough, that's the tough thing to work through. Because money is really truly one of the greatest pain points for every relationship. We don't have enough money. We have to make money. We have to continue to earn money. Stop spending money. You're not spending enough money. It's always a conversation. It's always an argument. So, you know, while life should be about experiences, and yes, there are investments to those experiences, right? I was fortunate enough to go to Hawaii this past summer. We saved for that experience, though. We didn't just do it within a two-month time period. If the sisters' parameters were just, hey, we're getting married in this place on this day and time, come if you can, that would be a different story. So I would love to offer more sound advice for this scenario, but unfortunately, you're really just going to have to do what's best for you in this situation. And if you are in this situation, if you're listening to this and you are in this situation where someone's throwing a destination wedding, well, yeah, you're going to have to do what's right for you in this situation. That's it. That's some wedding drama from Reddit to hold you over until next time. And you'll definitely want to make sure you're subscribed so that you're getting updates because the next episode of the podcast is super special. It hasn't been recorded yet. But here in just uh, a week or so, I'm going to sit down with my friend Tom Neville of My Event DJs. We're going to be talking shop, so you don't want to miss it. It is a uh, it is a uh, an interview that I've wanted to do for a long time. I finally was able to connect with Tom, have our schedules aligned. So I cannot wait to record that. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you subscribe, rate, give a review, offer your feedback. Please, I want to hear what you think of the podcast. Until then, be kind, love each other, have a great rest of your week. 